Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Well, how are you guys doing today? This episode is sponsored by American Giant. Now, I'm going to tell you guys right now, I just watched the... Well, we'll insert a, a small clip for you guys, but I, I, I watched the, the new U.S. Army commercial, and I'm glad they finally decided to go away from the, the sensitive, well, the sensitive side of the military, which is something that should not even be there. That should not be there in the first place. I personally, there's, there's, I just, it shouldn't be there. You guys remember any, do we, can we play like a clip maybe of, of one of those commercials as well? We'll do, we'll do the new one and the one that they were playing last year. What does it mean when people say America is a land of opportunity? It means we strive to be a nation of limitless possibilities. Exploring those possibilities isn't just an inclination. It's our greatest strength, the power to discover. To redefine yourself. To improve yourself. To challenge yourself. To challenge yourself. To challenge yourself. To realize there's more in you than you ever knew that you could do. To be all you can be. To be all you can be. It means never assuming something can't be done. And if it's the right thing to do, never stopping until you achieve it. With the best tools, the best training, the best technology in the world, the possibilities really are endless. Seeing those possibilities, then going out and achieving them, that's winning. And we all know that winning matters. This is the story of a soldier who operates your nation's Patriot Missile Defense Systems. It begins in California with a little girl raised by two moms. I also marched for equality. I like to think I've been defending freedom from an early age. Standing at the altar to marry my other mom. With such powerful role models, I finished high school at the top of my class and then attended UC Davis, where I joined a sorority full of other strong women. And after meeting with an army recruiter, I found it. A way to prove my inner strength and maybe shatter some stereotypes along the way. Uh, we're back to like more of the old school type mottos and gritty, dirty jobs like it's meant to be. I only saw this because... I, I don't know. We, we, we need some more pipe hitters uh, inside the military. We need, some, we need some more men and women that are willing to do the job, do the dirty work, you know what I mean? Because we have a lot of stuff that's going on. I'm not really too concerned about North Korea. They're, they're piping off all the time, but we, we need some gritty individuals back in our military. It's, it's like, well, I'll talk about it here in a second, why I believe this is probably a shift we are seeing with, the, with our government in the way that they're, I mean, you got to think about it. It's marketing is all it is. It is marketing. They're trying to reach a certain individual. Now, I'm not too concerned, like I said, with North Korea, uh, with, with their ability to do anything. Honestly, the rhetoric that we're seeing right now, like the rhetoric, has continued to amplify and its momentum toward the crazy side just continues to go, just keeps going. Just keeps, if, if, if North Korea and the rhetoric is on the right, we are about to, you have, what, what's that one graph? around and find out graph you know what i'm talking about do you have a picture of that for me <laughs> you put on we are like almost in the middle of that thing right now it's it's getting so weird 
Anyway, North Korea released a statement saying that they're these these joint drills that we would we would I think we started doing on Monday. The reckless military provocations pushing the situation in North Korea Peninsula like deeper into a bottomless quagmire. That's the first time I've ever heard someone use the word quagmire other than on that uh that show. What was that show? What was it? What was the guy that had a lot of girlfriends on that? What was that? Family guy. Quagmire. You know what I mean? That's still so, so weird. Anyway, the, U- the U.S. commander that's in charge of the Indo-Pacific Command actually reported sitting inside of the meeting with South Korea. Oh, that was a mouthful. He reported inside of a meeting with South Korea that the U.S. will immediately shoot down any North Korea ICBM if it's launched over Guam or into the Pacific Ocean. He emphasized that the U.S. would respond strongly. Okay, this is coming after Kim stated. Okay, yes, Kim. That the U.S. intercepted, if they were to intercept an, an ICBM that was headed for impact in the, the Pacific Ocean, it would actually be seen as a declaration of war. Yes, you heard me correctly. A declaration of war. It seems like this could escalate into something that's probably sh- it shouldn't be, to be honest with you. And it's not going to pan out too well for the North Koreans. So way to go, North Korea and Kim. You're doing fantastic work. Absolutely stellar work. Now, what I was talking about earlier, when I said earlier about the Army commercials being a bit too soft, or they were, they were a lot, they, I mean, you gotta admit, I don't know if you guys have seen them, and then I didn't show the entire thing all the way through, but they were like, I don't really know, maybe it was trying to go after, maybe maybe they think the younger generation, they are a bit soft in comparison to like past, but may, maybe they were trying to get them to come on, and it didn't really work out, because right now. With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. What is happening inside of China is, is not really, it's not great. China's foreign minister stated this. If the U.S. side does not put the brakes and continues to roar along this wrong path, which I don't think we're on the wrong path, but it states that no amount of guardrails can stop the derailment and overturning, and it is bound to fall into a conflict and confrontation. It says relations with the U.S. has actually left a rational path, warrant of conflict, if the U.S. does not hit the brake. Uh, they asked why the U.S. is criticizing potential um, Chinese military aid to Russia when we are clearly supplying aid to Taiwan. China's argument is that the U.S. shouldn't criticize it for helping violate Ukraine's sovereignty when it's violating Chinese. It's the goofiest thing ever. So th- this is why it's different. Okay, so China, yes, China, massive country, mega, massive, whatever, I get it. Supplying aid to Russia who is trying to, who is actively invading and trying to take over Ukraine. Okay, Completely different than America giving aid to a very tiny island that is waiting to get invaded. Like, there's a massive difference. Taiwan is not invading China. It is not trying to take China, okay? I feel like I'm actually saying China like Donald Trump there. It's trying to take China. China is a significant difference, okay? It'd be way different if it was turned around. I'd be like, okay, we're kind of in the wrong here. But we're not. We're giving aid to literally two different countries that are trying to defend themselves from the aggressors. Okay. Uh, right? Or am I, am I wrong? So the Wall Street Journal actually posted a piece talking about the fact that we aren't fully ready for war with China. I also tend to agree with them to a certain extent. For, for one, our recruitment, I talked about this earlier, is at an all-time low. And to me, 
it's, it's funny that people can't really see the correlation between this and the fact that one side of the polit- political aisle has actually pretty much demonized anything have to do with the, the being a part of the idea of serving America and the identity of America as a whole. I just don't get it. Personally, I don't. Like, I think the next generation coming up right now doesn't want to stand for the flag or for the anthem. I think it's not okay. I think it's okay to just kind of like, ah, whatever. They don't want anything to do with the, 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 the fact that you got to respect the flag as a whole. Like, you know what I mean? Why would they want to serve something like this and what it stands for? China is not slowing down. They have added again, once again, they just came out a couple of days ago, 7.2% to their annual military spending. That's for this year. In 2022, they added 7.1%. In 2021, they added 6.8%. In 2020, they had 6.6%. Do you guys see the trend here? Why would a country as large as they are with the ambitions that they have Right now, they put a, 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 I think a date of like 20, I think it's 2027 that they have put out that they have to take the island of Taiwan. That is already out there. To me, that is crazy that that number is out there and we're sitting idle. No one's even talking about it except me sitting here inside my office like an idiot having a conversation with you guys and gals about it. This is something that I think a lot of people should probably consider and think about. China is accelerating the development of military capabilities to confront the United States in the event of a large-scale sustained conflict. Okay? Keyword there. Large-scale sustained conflict or phrase, I guess. This right here has improved their lethality all across the board of China's Air Force. Missiles, submarines, better training for their men. That is one thing that we do kill, no pun intended, the Chinese on right there. Absolutely, our training, our men and women receive, especially outside of, I would call the paper pushing area of the military. I would say anything, it's not combat arms related. It's pretty much no different than a normal job. To be honest with you, if you're, if you're a police officer in the military, if you're a paper pusher, it, it is what it is. That's what you do. That's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Those people are needed to keep the wheels moving. It's one big massive machine, okay? But more combat arms related stuff is what I'm talking about. They're going to be much better trained and facilita- or, um, facilitated with the, 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 the proper equipment, way more so than the Chinese are right now. Okay. Uh, Chinese military at one point was, was mediocre at best. Okay. Now they're developing weapons and other capabilities to destroy and appoint satellites. This is coming directly from the Pentagon and it's, it's cyber, ha- uh, cyber hacking. We already know this presents a massive uh, threat to infrastructure. And I talked about this the other day. I feel like I'm almost a conspiracy theorist at this point. Or the guy, what did they say? They, they, they turned the frogs gay. What was that guy's name again? Yeah. Alex Jones. I am not an Alex. I don't watch Alex Jones. I just know about the meme. But I'm, I'm definitely not that guy. I try to, I try to like put two and two together. And right now, I, I, I see a lot of stuff that's going on, which it's like the writing's on the wall. Why is no one looking at this? Like, what is going on? Like, I just gave you guys examples of the year-over-year change in budget from 2020 to now. I mean, that's a lot of money. Granted, we are outspending them tremendously. Still, and ours has increased as well, but like many cutting-edge weapons systems that the Pentagon believes that are going to tilt the battlefield in our favor are not going to be ready until the 2030s. 2030s. Yes, the 30s. Which is going to raise the risk significantly for China to actually be tempted to act before the U.S. Um, actually gets the, the fruit-bearing of this new weapons that we're, that we're trying to do. It, it's just, I know that there was something that actually just was shot off of Cape Corral, Florida, I think, last couple days. And I think it was a another mid-distance hypersonic missile type test, I think is what it was. I didn't look too much into it. I saw pictures of it. I saw some images of it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. It looks like a tractor trailer with a missile on it. It looks like something that we would parade around inside of North Korea. But 
Scientists have revived a zombie virus. Okay, good. That's I'm not even I'm not even kidding when I say that. Legitimately just got a thing through my phone right here. Wow, as I'm making this, scientists have revived a zombie virus that spent four 48,500 years frozen in permafrost to better understand the risk it poses for animals and humans. Why? why? That literally just came across my phone as I'm sitting here. Why would that be a thing? Why would anybody want to make sure? What risk? It spent 48,500 years frozen in permafrost. We don't need to know what risk it poses. If it's been frozen, do not bring, do not unleash it. What is going on in the world? God bless. Please, the next meteor that decides to go flying past us, just go ahead and smash, smack, smack dab in the middle of us, I guess, at this point. What is going on? God, I have no idea. Now, you know what? You guys want a little tasty nugget? How about this? So, you guys know Senator Lindsey Graham here in America. He stated today that they're preparing to present legislation to the Senate that would allow, yeah, I don't know if you guys know about this, deployment for U.S. military forces to Mexico. To Mexico. This comes after four Americans were actually kidnapped, with three of them most likely being killed by the Gulf Cartel this last Friday. Okay, that's pretty insane. Not entirely shocking in the sense that it's Mexico, and I've been there so many times, so many times, and it really is in certain areas, kind of like the Wild West. But the fact that the cartel actually went after Americans is super shocking to me. Super shocking. I've been to some of the... the I, I'm not even kidding, guys. Some of the areas I've been in to go fishing is so heavily cartel. It is in, They literally showed up at my camp when I was there. Legitimately, these dudes on bikes with guns on their back showed up to our camp. They want they in that, in that area. They want nothing to do with messing with Americans. They really don't have a problem with Americans, to be for the most part. I'm not even kidding. You know why? Because of stuff like this. This is why the cartel, for the most part, when I was going there so so much. They wouldn't have messed with any of the Americans. They thought we were good because we were coming in and bringing like uh, an economy to this area. Okay. Now this is going to be different. This is a whole different side of the country. Each one of them is going to be separated. I don't know if you guys know how the cartel system works. It's pretty nuts. They basically run, they run Mexico. What am I even talking about right now? We're just talking about your crap. We're talking about Mexico. But anyway, this is just, I I, know, I got some pretty cool videos on it. Honestly, I should probably, I, I'm not going to share them. It doesn't really matter. But this legislation is also going to allow the U.S. to uh, conduct Military, yes, military combat operations on Mexican territory. Okay, you guys, you guys hear me? Did conduct military operations, combat operations, but have to be the, uh, given permission by the Mexican government. The Mexican government's going to give us permission. Are you guys kidding me? They're going to be, yes, please come in here, handle this problem for us, and then it's going to escalate like this. Hell, maybe we might go and just clean out Mexico as a whole at this point. That would be, well, imagine that, Charles. Imagine if America's like, you know what? Our border right now, it is an absolute just massive mess. We're just going to let the border go down there, boys. Get after it. Send the Rangers in. Let them do some DA action. It is going to be absolutely insane. The cartel would not know what to do if the Rangers showed up at the doorstep. But I don't think it's ever going to get to that. It's just one of those Netflix series that I literally just schemed up inside of my head. That's pretty much what just happened. Right there. <laughs> That's what just happened. I just had a Netflix series. It's all, all at once. It's not going to happen. Now we're going to look at some mapping that's going on inside of Ukraine. You got... A couple things. For one, uh, the program that I usually use completely crashes. Instead of giving me like a close-up map of Bakhmut, it's giving me like an aerial shot of the entire world uh, laid out for flat flat earthers. It was really weird. So I just said, you know what? What's this going to take to screenshot show? This is what we got going on. The Ukrainians have actually re um, retreated from the eastern side of Bakhmut. So right through here, as you guys can see, there is a river. You guys see that? It flows through the eastern side. 
That is where the Russians have stopped currently. Okay. Now, Russians have stopped currently right there, but one of the biggest problems is for the Ukrainians is the Russians have made some advancements on the northwestern side of the city. This is a big problem. You guys want to know why? I mean, it's pretty obvious, though. Look at this main route right there. Yes, that main route that I talked about weeks ago that they probably should make sure they're secure and get all the men out of there is not really happening. Now, I know Zelensky came on and he stated that this is a very critical area for the Ukrainians to hold. And to me, I've been saying it for months. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. I, I, I'm probably not the only one that says this as well. He says it gives them a vital lifeline to an area I'm going to show you guys here in a second, which it does, but that doesn't really mean very much. They've had, they've had vital lifelines all over the country. Think about how many lifelines that the, the Russians have had. How many roadways do they have they controlled? How many areas have they been pushed back? Think about the very beginning of this war. They had access to get into Kiev. What happened there? Okay, I'd, I'm not really thinking that the loss of this area... Yes, politically, it's going to look bad. Great. Militarily speaking, it's not that big of a deal. I've been saying this for months, too. I'm not the only one thinking this. Right now, the Russians have pushed the Ukrainians and forced them to do this. All right, cool. You know what they should have done a week ago? They should have saved all the men inside of this area and probably pushed them out into heavily fortified positions that were on the way out of there in a different area. Like, hold on. So we're just talking about down here in this Bakhmut area. This is where we're just looking this is what I'm thinking now. This whole area, of course, is going to be taken over by the, the Russians at some point. It will. Bakhmut's going to go. This, this, this half-moon circle or half-moon shape right there is going to close. It is going to collapse at some point. The problem here is for the Russians, I don't care how mighty they might think. This MO3 route that leads all the way in there, and this is the one they're talking about. Yes, this is one of the lifelines that goes in. Also through here, and then can come through the southern side. That's the only way into Kramatorsk, Sloviansk. The thing is, is the Russians have been very close to both of those. Remember this? See this purple line I still have lit listed up here on the northern side? The Russians were on that line. They were on that line months ago. And guess what? They're pushed way back now. We're significantly back. So I don't think them losing this. They're going to they're gonna have to fight their way all the way through. All these open fields, by the way, just want to let everybody know these are all massive open fields through here. All the way through this. You guys see this right here? You guys don't think that's going to be heavily fortified all the way through? And remember, these, these are also ridgelines. not going to be that easy. The MO3 route is inside of a, I'm going to call it a valley in a certain sense. It is in the low ground for the most part. So to me, not really that big of a deal, but that's pretty much what I think is going to happen. This is the only way for them to get into Sloviansk and Kramatorsk, but I think the only way for them to actually take either one of these is not going to be from the eastern side. It's not going to be coming east. It's going to have to go south. I really do. If they really think they're going to take it, they're going to take this main, main route, and they're going to have to go this way. Hey, me, I'm not like some crazy military expert, but they've had literally no success through here. They've had no success on this side. Hey, you know what? We probably should have went through the sun side in the first place. But you know what? Bakhmut is going to be a political win for the Russians at some point, and a, I'm, I'm going to say a political loss for the Ukrainians, but I don't think it's a loss as in militarily speaking. I don't think it's that big of a deal. I really don't. That's what we got going on over inside of Ukraine. China's a big thing right now. China's pretty much the biggest thing. So, I, I, I don't know. Different kind of episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I will see you guys tomorrow with another one. Make sure to check out Patreon. I'll catch you guys over there with another combat video tomorrow. I love you guys. I'm out.